North-South Connection. Welcome to another episode of the Cronoso Daily. And please, you do not have to check that you're listening to the right podcast. Don't adjust your sets to see if the sound's right. This is a real accent. I am the Down Under Thunder. I am David Hall, and I am so excited to be a part of this journey. This is a great opportunity for me, and I want to thank the guys at North-South Connection for allowing me the opportunity to be a part of the Cronoso Daily Experience. You cannot get more south than Australia, and so I'm the man who is bringing south to the North-South Connection. That's the way I look at it. It's my story today, and I'm going to stick to it. Um, I'm really excited to, to do this, as I said, and I get the chance to launch the second round of the Wrestling Classic, where we're going to see the Dynamite Kid go up against Adrian Adonis. Now, this was a real uh, great opportunity for me. I had never seen Adrian Adonis wrestle prior to the adorable Adrian Adonis gimmick, and so this was a chance for me to see what he was like before he fully becomes the adorable one. And what stood out to me was the fact that he he's not as bulky now as he becomes within six months. I mean, he really bulks up. He, he's putting on weight, but he really bulks up between this event and WrestleMania 2, which is only about four months away. And I don't get how some how a professional wrestler can let themselves go so quickly, so fast in, in time. I, I don't know if, if Adrian liked the fast food, if he was into the donuts, the ice cream. Maybe he hated working out at the gym. I don't know. But in the space of four months, his weight must balloon by about 100 pounds. Uh, but he's not there yet. We're nearly there. Earlier in the night, Jimmy Hart drops the adorable Adrian Adonis line in their pre-match interview for the first round. So we're heading in the direction, but they're not, they're not there yet. And as I said, Adrian's opponent is the Dynamite Kid, one half of the British Bulldogs. It's very interesting to see that they gave a tag team wrestler the, the move through the first round into the second rounds. Um, and Dynamite is another one who is not as bulky as he ends up getting. I mean, he's already, he carries uh, more weight than he should be. I mean, he's probably got 50 pounds more muscle than he should be wearing. It's not a secret that Dynamite Kid likes the supplements, likes to uh, bring the addition to his body. Uh, but he's still on the smaller side for what he eventually becomes as well. And I actually like that they put this match on first in the second round because it really created that uh, that element of who was going to win because we already know that the next match um, on the card is going to be Ricky Steamboat and Randy Savage. And Steamboat's just beaten Dynamite Kid's partner. They, they, they had Steamboat versus Davey Boy Smith. So it wouldn't be unreasonable to think that Dynamite Kid is going to, if he won, would meet Ricky Steamboat as a possibility or Randy Savage. So by having this match on first, I think it keeps a little air of mystery as to what's going to happen and who's going to win. Uh, but the match kicks off at an, and it launches at a pretty quick pace, actually. Dynamite um, gets taken gets taken down by a shoulder block from Adonis, who then bounces off the ropes, and Dynamite lands two very quick and very crisp arm drags. And Adonis rolls out of the ring, uh, rolls out of the ring, gets his space. Uh, Gorilla calls Dynamite Kid electrifying. Now, uh, he calls his offense electrifying, and I would have rather him use a term like explosive. Um, explosive sounds like it's got more in sync with the Dynamite Kid as opposed to electrifying. Um, I suppose Dynamite can electrify, but no. Jesse talks about how Dynamite was, hasn't been tested. 
in this tournament yet and how he won his first round controversially over Nikolai Volkov. Now, you've already had a chance to hear that one um, a week or so ago. Uh, but I love, this is the thing I love about Jesse is he holds on to these, these little bits and pieces. He carries stories from match to match and from event to event. He doesn't let it go. If he thinks there's been something unfair or unjust done, he will continue to, to play the cause of the heels and, and, and make sure he, he points out how they've been wronged and how it's happened. Um, Adonis comes back in the ring. He sneaks in a boot to the gut and dropped a nice elbow on the back of his head. Um, he then proceeds to slingshot Dynamite Kid into the corner. And as he comes out, he then turns it into a nice suplex for a very good two count. And Jimmy's demanding for the quicker count. Unfortunately, while this great action is happening, Jesse and Gorilla have gone off on a tangent. They've started talking about the next match, the Macho Man Ricky Steamboat match. And, Jesse sort of realises that if that match is on next, he needs to go and talk to Macho Man. And, and he tells Gorilla, I'm going. I'm, I've got to go talk to the Macho Man. I'm, I'm out of here. And he gets up and he leaves to the back. And Gorilla says, you can't go. You're the commentator. And Jesse says, I don't care. Uh, I love it. It's a really great little bit. It really does some stuff with Jesse here. And uh, I'm going to come back to this in just a minute. But what I do struggle with is it really detracts from the match because, as I said, there was some really good action happening, but Gorilla and Jesse are too busy talking about Jesse leaving to uh, talk to the Macho Man. So, as I said, I'll come back to that in just a minute. Um, Adonis uh, lands a snapmare and clamps on a chin lock uh, onto the Dynamite Kid. Gorilla proceeds to tell us that this is an important match and that only one man is going to proceed out, out of this match into the quarterfinals. I'm thinking to myself, into the semi-final, sorry, and I'm thinking to myself, no shit, Sherlock. Of course, only one person can can advance. It's a, it's a tournament, you know. Gorilla, once he's left on his own, he does struggle a little bit to to hold it all together and to to carry the commentary on his own. He's not a Joey Styles. Um, he really misses Jesse's input. He tries his best, but um, it really misses something, and and it, it has highlighted right near the end of the match. Uh, Dynamite Kid works his way back to his feet, turns into the chin lock and drops Adonis with a nice back suplex that Gorilla calls a gut wrench. It's a shame Gorilla's really off the ball at the moment. Dynamite misses a splash as Adrian sits up and uh, Adrian goes to work on Dynamite's knees. And it, it's really crisp work. Uh, Jimmy Hart's encouraging Adonis with his megaphone and Gorilla calls Jimmy a mega mouth. Now, I think he went to say Jimmy Hart on the megaphone and got himself all tongue-tied or confused, and the word comes out mega mouth, but that's okay. Adonis then locks in a sharpshooter on Dynamite Kid, and I love this bit. I thought it was great that uh, the move that best gets linked to Bret Hart and the Hart family uh, is first used, the first time I've seen it used, against a wrestler who is so tightly connected to Bret Hart and the Dynamite Kid. And Dynamite Kid gets himself under the bottom rope and the referee calls for the break. And it's, a, it's a bit hard there because it doesn't really show up very well that he is really under. It's not like half his body's hanging over the edge of the apron. It would have been nicer to see Dynamite grab the rope. But, you know, that's the way it goes. Adonis keeps working the knee for a moment. Um, 
he he then sends dynamite kid to the corner and slowly charges um at the corner himself dynamite sort of hooks himself up and does a sunset flip turning into a pin attempt for a very near fall it's a real crisp nice near fall and adonis kicks out at the last minute adonis goes back to working on the knee and then sets dynamite kid up for a bulldog that's right he wants to hit a bulldog on a member of the british bulldogs but dynamite's not going to take that no one's giving a bulldog a bulldog and he sends adonis off into the ring post shoulder first into the ring post i love i love that move adonis pulls it off so well ramming his shoulder into the ring post um dynamite then drops a vicious knee to the side of the head it looked really snug um Donis very quickly grabs his face and it looked brutal. Um, Dynamite then lands the running clothesline, his patented running clothesline. He drops a flying knee drop off the second rope for a very neat uh, three count there, two, two count only. Um, want something today to be one, two, oh, sort of move. Dynamite then uh, uses the snap suplex. On Adonis. Adonis doesn't go over quite as quickly as other people have, but it, it's a great move. I love that snap suplex. Dynamite drops the headbutt, and we've got a real roll. And this is all happening just about 20, 30 seconds. And Jimmy Hart jumps up on the apron. Now, Dynamite Kid's not going to stand for that. He's, he's smart. He doesn't let the Jimmy Hart distract the referee or break up the two count. He goes straight over and grabs Jimmy. Grabs him and he's going to throttle him. But while this is happening, Adonis is quickly back to his feet. Nice selling the, the work of the Dynamite Kid for the last couple of minutes. And he does the roll-up for a very near two count. It's a, it's a great move. Um, but, well, sorry, sorry. It's a roll-up and Dynamite Kid reverses it into um, his roll-up. Dynamite kicks out. Dynamite kicks out and Adonis goes flying into Jimmy Hart. And at this point, Jimmy Hart falls to the mat and drops the megaphone. And as Adonis falls to the mat after running into Jimmy Hart, he slams his head on the, on the megaphone, actually breaks the megaphone. And uh, I don't know if this was intentional, but it looked really, really good. Um, Dynamite quickly capitalizes and gets the three count for the victory. Um, we go to the replay and we see that, as I said, it, it's a brutal move. I, I don't. I think the, the finish was supposed to be Adonis runs into Jimmy. Basically, they collide, they clash head. Maybe he's running to the megaphone on the body. He falls down and Dynamite gets the pin. And I don't think Jimmy meant to drop the megaphone, but he does. He drops it and Adrian's head just slams and cracks the back of that the, the back of his head on that megaphone and breaks it. As I said. But the replay also shows that Adonis got his foot on the rope before the three count was up. Now, Jimmy's jumping up and down saying he had his foot on the rope. He had his foot on the rope. And Gorilla doesn't care. He knows sells it. He says, it, yeah, it's irrelevant. doesn't matter. This is where Jesse would have really brought something to the table because Jesse would have gone on about how Adonis's foot was on the rope and the referee missed it and, and it should the match should still be going or... or Dynamite Kid's got another cheap victory in this tournament, but we don't get any of that because Jesse's not there. Overall, this match was um, a really good pace. Uh, five minutes 23 is the match, but it was very quick, very well worked. It told a good story. And look, you know, 
I give this two and a half stars. It's a, it's a, it's well worth having a little bit of a look at just for something quick, something short and to the point. But the issue in the whole match is, is the Jesse Ventura storyline. And Jesse, when he actually gets up to leave, he, Gorilla starts talking about how Jesse wants to be the tag team partner of the Macho Man. And what happens at the end of the match, after the match is over, is Gorilla throws to Mean Gene at the back, who is interviewing Jesse Ventura. So they tell this story right through the match, from the, from through the match to the end. And, and the story is that Jesse is working with the Macho Man. He is supporting the Macho Man. He's gone to the back and he's been giving the Macho Man advice. Um, now, as I said, when he left, Gorilla talked about how Jesse wants to be much a man's tag team partner. And I checked Cage Match and I checked the history of WWE.com and I actually saw that Jesse Ventura did actually team up with the Macho Man a few times around this time period in some tag matches. Jesse calls the Macho Man his good friend. He says that three heads are better than one and that's why the Macho Man is going to win the next match. And he goes on to say that he's been watching all the flaws of the potential opponents for the Macho Man. He's just told him all about them. And I thought to myself, but hang on, you didn't watch this last match. If the Macho Man wins, he's going against Dynamite Kid and you haven't given any of that insight because you left. You went and talked to the Macho Man while the match was on. Look, it got me thinking that maybe they were hoping that Jesse Ventura was going to make a comeback to the ring very soon. Um, I don't think Jesse had fully retired at this point. We know he had... He had uh, blood clots or something on his lungs or, or there was some sort of pollux or, or I'm not exactly certain what the, what the medical term is, but it's what cut Jesse's career short. But at this point, I'm wondering if Jesse was hoping to be able to get back in the ring and they were building this, this link between himself and the Macho Man. And it's a link that continues right through to Jesse leaving the company. Um, he really maintains that connection to the Macho Man. Even when Macho turns face in 88, Jesse's still a very big fan of his. So I think they were hoping that Jesse was going to get back in the ring. Jesse even goes as far as to say as if he was in the tournament, he would have won it. So, you know, they're still pumping out there that Jesse's win. But this, this match ends up being sidetracked by the Jesse Ventura Macho Man story. And it's a bit of a shame because it was a good match. So I encourage you, if you get a chance, have a look, watch the match. It's, it's a quick five minutes. It doesn't drag. It, it moves at a really good pace. Look, there it is. We're ready to move on to the next match in the tournament, but that's tomorrow. Tomorrow you'll hear who the Dynamite Kid is going to face in the semifinals. But for now, that's it from the Thunder from Down Under. I want to thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed my first foray into Chronoso Daily. If you've enjoyed listening to me today, I encourage you to check out over on the uh, Place to Be uh, network. Check out Through the Looking Glass. Um, that's my show with Scott Criscolo. It drops once a month. And in that show, we just look at uh, some different events in wrestling history, and we consider how they might have been different if uh, things had been written a little differently or if, if someone else had been put in a certain scenario. So it's, it's a bit of fantasy booking. It's a bit of consideration as we, as we look at some major matches and storylines from wrestling history and consider how it could have been done differently. So if that intrigues you, I encourage you, through the looking glass over on the North South 
um, over on the Press to Be Wrestling Network. Of course, the North South Network has lots of stuff dropping daily. I encourage you to check out all the shows. But for now, I'm Dave Hall, the Thunder from Down Under, signing off saying I'll see you next time.